Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. Welcome back. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first with an interview with an actor, someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed Monday's interview with Troy Evans. Talk about a story of like perseverance. Guy's in like federal prison and then goes into acting because he's like, this is the only thing I can do. Then he went on to be in like, cult things like Twin Peaks, Ace Venturi's on Bosch right now. And of course, his role that he kind of despised because he doesn't like horror in Halloween 5. And that's our Halloween movie to close out our second annual scary sequel month. But before we talk about this absolutely insane sequel, I don't know. This is like the, I don't know. This in Child's Play 3, I don't know how we, how we got that dealt. The sequel gods are not looking down on us in a good way. But before we talk about it, I got to introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited for Halloween. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't excited to watch this movie. Um, and I'm definitely not excited after I watched the movie. You know, um, I really can't wait to, you know, dive into this because I'm kind of new to the Halloween franchise, even though it's been around forever. I never got into it. I'm more of a Freddy and Jason guy. So uh, definitely have a lot of questions. Yeah. And it's funny, like on Twitter, like when we post things at sequels only, uh, you always see like Halloween is like the most popular franchise and I get it, but I don't know. I feel like I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, and I know, you know, I can understand maybe the first movie. Everybody talks about second how one's iconic. Awesome. I watched the second one the other night. Still good. Uh, again, that's, you know, your opinion. You know, I just be the I, music. It, it, well, I, and I have a question about the music. It is. I feel like the music in this movie was was played on like child like xylophones. Like it wasn't. <laughs> and see, it wasn't like the original like mu- like scary mu- music. And like some of it was like corny. It was like almost like I don't know. We'll get into well, it. We'll get into that. But let's <laughs> introduce our guest. Who he is a Halloween fan. I saw him post photos with. I think the original Michael Myers. Right. It wasn't the guy from this one. Oh yeah, sure. All of them. All of them. Okay. All of them. Look at that. And uh, it's Scott Snow. Scott, how you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Thanks for coming on. And like we connected, we kind of talked about this before, like in a podcast group, we went back and forth. I feel like I know you. This is the first time we like ever like kind of talked face to face. So this would be cool. And uh, real quick, let the audience know you have a podcast. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for being really supportive at the beginning there. Uh, my podcast is called All the Hats We Wear. And it's basically helps entrepreneurs learn the time management skills. They need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled. So there's a lot of creativity in there, work-life balance, and uh, it's fun. I have guests on sometimes. That's all awesome. the hats we wear. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah, and there's a, all the hats we wear.com, right? That's right. That's sweet. You nailed that. So I'll put that in the episode notes. If people want to check that out. Yeah, I, quick question. Did you, now, now that you're seeing Doug, uh, is he as good looking as you thought? <laughs> Well, he seemed a little bit better when I was uh, chatting. Oh, <laughs> I was like 19 jacked. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, this is a perfect segue. Like time management, like this movie, when you go from like the fourth one, which I really enjoy uh, because it was weird. This is like a weird thing. Cause obviously the first two insanely popular and John Carpenter's like, eh, third one, 
it's likable and it has like its quirks to it. But then they're like, all right, we got to go back to Michael Myers. And the fourth one's good. And then from what happened to the fourth to the fifth is just absolutely bizarre. So, all right. So I've only seen before yesterday, uh, I've only seen the first one, the original. Um, I saw the brand new one, which I thought was pretty good. Original one, I wasn't that excited about. I thought it was, you know, again, it's dated, but I get it for the time. It was probably great. Um, I did watch the fourth one last night to kind of lead into this fifth one. Um, But I have so many questions about Michael Myers, you know. Um, And honestly, to me, I did not like this movie that much. And I think the only, because first of all, the characters, I hated the characters. I mean, I'm glad half of them died. You know, they weren't but I, I, really the only bright part was the girl that played Jamie. I thought she did a great job. Oh, yeah. Danny you know, for Myers. a young actress like that. And she's screaming the whole movie. She, you could see the fear. Um, but yeah, um, I have a lot of a lot of questions about this. And I and, and it makes me not like the, the series, I think, part because I watch this. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. So it's well, this, the big difference yeah. the, at the end of the fourth one, you know, they, they shoot him and then he ends up falling back into the well, to the bottom of the well. And then with this one, they just start up with him finding his way out and then crawling into the water and, you know, with the big explosion <laughs> it's swimming, so it's kind of a, a little uh, transition there, you know, you can. Okay. So, okay. so, you know, since we're getting into Michael Myers, so I, I get Jason, I get, you know, he's superhuman because well, I guess I don't get it. You know, I don't know why he's superhuman. But I don't understand the Michael Myers because even when they you you have a face reveal, reveal kind of he looks normal. So like does has he always done like possession kind of thing? Because this whole movie is about possession in a way, right? In, like because he's possessed with Jamie, I guess connected. I guess they're sort of connected. Well, she's connected with him. They have like that little. Well, like, because she because she touched him in the, in part four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so is that is that always been a thing? No, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think the original horror of it was that it was just this cute little kid who just uh, killed his sister at the very beginning of the first movie. And you don't even know why. Like, there's no really they don't go into it at all. That's what's so horrifying about it. So he started. Okay, so I don't remember the first one. So he started off as a kid killing, correct? Kid. Okay, so it does not explain why he has super strength or he just cannot die. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. (laughs) he's committed and like he has to eat because he's not and he has wounds that because he gets shot a lot just think of the end of the fourth movie he gets everyone unloads on him and then scott said it before like when he falls into that well when he like swims down and then the did they throw a grenade so the small police station they have grenades and they threw a grenade there because then he like dodges that and then it's like he's floating down a creek. So this is a fifth movie. I mean, I know he wasn't in the third one, but he's been stabbed. He's been shot at grenades and his clothes look exactly like nothing. Like, like he's bulletproof. Well, I'm sure like, he changes. You, you, where does he have a change of clothes? He, whatever uh, mechanic, he just breaks into any <laughs> auto body shop. Okay. So, okay. So, and it's he's the jumper. Yes. <laughs> but, and he's, and he's sort of a monster, obviously, right? He can't die, but he somehow knows how to drive. <laughs> you know, which I don't that I I, I don't get. Like it, it, it just changes things. Like I it, 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 it makes it stupid. It really does that he could drive. Well, if he couldn't drive, like if he started the car and then just like, you know what? The last time I was like really in civilized world, he was like six years old, so he wouldn't know how to drive. But when he gets in the car, we'll we'll get into that. <laughs> but well, he first drove in the original one when he, he did. escaped from the 
hospital. Oh yeah, that he is does true. a lot of driving. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, and he and he puts on headlights when he drives, so he knows the you know the follow the law as well. So I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Maybe well, in the mental the- hospital, I let him take like the DMV test or something. He knows how to drive, and also it seems in the whole series, he's very kind to little kids. Usually, like the infants, like in the the most recent ones. Oh yeah, like he won't touch an infant. Uh, even oh, you know, with uh, there are rules when you're a serial killer. Yeah, he you know. Like, Michael, you, why don't you kill kids? He's like, that's where I draw the line. That's Everyone true. else is on the table. My uh, niece, I try to, like, stab her multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so the rule is if you're under eight, eight and under, he won't touch. But if you're nine years old, then it's free game. You must be this tall for me to kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. So then we didn't talk about the intro too, too much. But the, the intro, they just show Halloween 5, like, really quick. And then wh- why is it a man like carving a pumpkin like so angrily? It's just like knife slice. But you don't, you don't realize it's a pumpkin right away. You know, you don't, yeah. Right. So all you hear is a slash. And yes. like, to me, that is more like Friday the 13th ish. Like it, it reminded me like that would be a good a beginning for Friday the 13th. Cause he's got the machete he's slashing. Like it's not a Mike Myers kind of thing. So I was like, what are they like? What's going on here? And then you see, it's a pumpkin. It's a, yeah. So, like, we're supposed to be scared of this guy slashing a pumpkin. Like, it made no sense. Well, that's the same <laughs> intro as Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, when he's, like, putting together the mask in the beginning of that movie. Wait, you're, you're comparing a guy making a jack-o'-lantern to Leatherface carving no, I'm human saying flesh. what you said. If no. Jason was doing something like that, well, obviously, yeah, but- if Jason was cutting up a Halloween pumpkin, it wouldn't be scary. No, but, but Leatherface was using human flesh. Well, yes. So how is that the same as Michael? I'm saying that's like, that fits the bill. Like Michael Myers should be doing something like that. That's what I mean. Okay. And I think the beginning of the second one, there was also the big pumpkin beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was slashing of the pumpkin? Yeah. No, I don't think it was slashing. It was just uh, like, it just zeroed in on it. Yeah. I guess they have to get the point of Halloween across. They do. Right. (laughs) Their pumpkin budget. They need to make sure that they show it. So yeah, then, I thought so, in this one, the music was done by uh, Alan Haworth. I know that's you know the original music is by John Carpenter, of course. But I thought he did a real good job with um, the pacing of the music and right from the very beginning with the uh, the intro there. I thought that you know he was really using the the intervals of the melody really kind of in a smart way. And I thought throughout it was pretty uh, thoughtfully put together the music. Yeah, see that. Oh, good. No, I was going to say, I watched after I, uh, while I was working today, I put on the Halloween five, like behind the scenes. And he was talking for a good, like five minutes, like back and forth with other people talking about it. And they were talking about like when they showed the two bumbling cops and he even said, he goes, uh, the director said he wanted something kind of like silly or like cartoonish. So he just did that and thought he was just doing it to appease. And he thought in his head it would get cut. And then when he made the movie, he was like, oh, no, because he was like. Yeah, it sounded like circus music. Like, it did not fit at all. Yeah. Like, it's so stupid. But there, there were points when, I mean, then when you hear the Michael Myers music, you know, it is creepy music. But there were times, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. It sounded like, you know, like when Jimmy Fallon uses those instruments, like those. those. Yeah. It, it sounded like they were doing the Michael Myers music on one of those, like on the ch- children's toys. Like, I just like, I don't know what they were like aiming for. Well, they were just well, trying I've, different things. But the one time it would go like the dun and then and then it stopped. And then it was like, 
like a guitar solo. <laughs> well, on IMDb, they said that it was actually a homage to 1972's uh, Last House on the Left. Oh, nice. The West Craven with the um the bumbling cops with uh, like a clown kind of theme. Yes. Uh, I did see that too. Okay. It is kind of an indirect reference, I guess. <laughs> all right, and, and before we dive into the movie, so we, I'm sure we've all put on a mask at some point. You know, it gets uncomfortable within like five minutes, you know, when you're wearing a mask. This mask on him does not move one bit. Like it, it, it's like perfect fitting. It never moves yet. When he takes it off, it looks like it comes off in two seconds. <laughs> Well, it's very loose on the bottom. I mean, that's not only about the mask in this movie. Even though the fourth movie, it looks like very like flat and like too white. In this movie, it's like bluish almost. And it's just like cut the way it is. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you can screw up the mask. I mean, it, just take the one for like number two. The mask was perfect. You know, it fit just right. It wasn't it was tucked in like it, this one is yeah. just. It's well, is, it, is this the same Michael Myers in every movie? Like same actor? No. So maybe th- maybe that guy had a smaller head. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but just make it fit right. I mean, that's your whole job. I know. Or <laughs> just like like Scott, you said, like it's kind of like Friday the 13th, which that's what's funny about the these movies. I guess I guess Michael Myers is kind of maybe kind of different to the lore because it seems like the movies don't this one obviously the beginning changes and the way they change Jamie, which we'll talk about in a second. But like all of Friday the 13th, their job is to kill him at the end. And then and then basically in their eyes, they're told, like, I watched all the behind the scenes of and they're like pretty much like, Yeah, they told me to kill him off. Every one they try to kill him off because they thought it'd be forever. And again, change the mask in every movie, change what he's wearing in every movie. It's like, I don't I don't get it from like eight to nine. Uh, to Jason Goes to Hell, which is our next sequel, uh, the mask is like totally different. It's like, what happened in this like time frame? I don't know. I hate when they change like those perfectly the things you can't screw up. Like <laughs> when you screw that up, and but you mean like you I- mean like change a different actress for the same role? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I, I like why would she possibly not be in this movie? I mean, she's. I, I I never recognized her, so I'm sure she's not in a lot of stuff. Who? Wait, who are you talking about? Rachel. Isn't it a different Rachel? No, it's the same Rachel from four. That's the same Rachel in four? Yeah. Yeah. The are, you, are you sure? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Then it's my fault. <laughs> there there is another blonde in that this one that she's talking to another friend. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I thought I thought it was a different actress. Um all right. I don't know. <laughs> I think you know what this movie has a, a has a problem of people going missing and really no one caring, like they <laughs> yeah. they 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 forget about them. But yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, so then we find a man in a lair with a parrot. <laughs> where where like how is this even in anything? How is this in the script that he goes to this lair that's like off the river that this guy's like living off the grid? I guess. Well, he's like a hermit, you know, he's probably probably like a homeless guy, you know, they're just living under a bridge or something, whatever. Um, I just laughed that he actually was hang. He hung up the mask. Yeah. Like, like that was important to hang, to hang up the mask, you know? Um, yeah. It just, you know, I guess just, they needed some silly way to bring him back, I guess, you know, and he, he, he nursed him back to health. <laughs> and then, yeah, he nursed him back to health and then, the, and then he kills the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of selfish like that. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then like right from there, like when he takes the mask off and hangs it up and you just see like Michael Myers like resting and then it goes Halloween Eve one year later. And I'm like, <sighs> and then so, I, so, so see, he only moved when Jamie had like a, a seizure or something like she started shaking when that's how he woke up, like when she had a dream and that's how he woke up. So like, why did it take a year? You I don't know. Like, know. I don't know. Maybe he was like kind of, you got to think he had shot. 47 times so maybe he finally healed up after a year and he started waking up and then that caused i don't know because that's the only time she has those visions right is when he is like well i guess it doesn't make sense because in the movie he does she does it for the most part later when he's like stalking people that's close to her so i guess maybe she's close to the homeless hermit i don't know so what's what's his like what's his end game like what's his problem like he like is he just trying to wipe out his entire family is that his goal like what's like what's driving michael myers well that's what dr loomis does such a great job of describing like it just that he's just pure evil there's nothing behind his eyes like he, he tried to work with him for you know uh 10 years at the psychiatric hospital and just couldn't get through he wouldn't talk so that's it. He's just evil. <laughs> okay. And in fact, they call him the, the shape on the yeah. set. They don't call it Michael Myers. They just say the, the shape. They refer to him as the shape. So right, right. Okay. I was reading about that because they were talking about what they were going to do with five in the script. And because they didn't know which way to go, like which angle or like Jamie. But I hated this. The fact <laughs> she was, a, again, she's eight or nine years old and she's doing all this. Yeah. Like being like, She's like a mute. Yeah. She's only talking and Sam, like she's getting shoved around with by you know Donald Pleasance is like shoving <laughs> her around yeah. and yeah. holding her up. It's it's pretty she, wild. She, she did a great job. I mean, she really for her age, I think she did a great job. And I, you know, I liked when he did the flashback before seeing it through her mask. When you see the, oh, that's like, really wild. that was very cool. That was a cool way of of looking, you know, through her eyes of how she killed her or or stabbed her stepmom. So I don't know if you know this because you you haven't seen one in a while. That's the same outfit that Michael wore when he killed his family. That clown cool. outfit. Oh, right. really? Pom poms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. I did not know that. Now you know. Okay. <laughs> now, now you're making me think of uh, Doctor Loomis with his over overacting. You know, no, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he gets, cra- but that's like, at the end. Sorry. He's a great actor, and he gets crazy in this movie. Yeah. It wasn't like so that he wasn't before. he wasn't always this physical or mentally uh abusive in other movies like he is in this one. Okay. You saw four and four, he's more like just like he's coming, Sheriff. He's yeah, coming he was. Back. yeah just, but he wasn't dealing with a nine-year-old. Like this one, it's just basically him and Jamie, and he's just he's kind of a dick. I mean I, it, I that's one question I, I wrote down many times. What why is he there? He's around yeah. her all the time. It's almost like he is living there because there's a few moments that things happen, which seems in the middle of the night and he's like in the room really quick. Well, can, can we discuss then where she is right now? So she's at a, <laughs> okay. So it looks like she's at like a slum apartment building, like, and that's a hospital. Yeah. It's like a children's psychiatric hospital, I guess. But it looks like it looks like an apartment, especially when she's running. It looks like they're empty rooms. It's like, it looks like an yeah. abandoned apartment. Like right. Like who's yeah. who's 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 putting this girl in this place? <laughs> yeah, who did put her in there? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. 
I did think it was kind of uh, like a dreary, dreadful. A lot of the movie is it's very dreary because, for one, you know, with when kids are evolved, I I don't. It turns me off when kids are bumming out that bad. I mean, the poor kid can't even talk, and it's constant yeah. lightning in the dark, and just you just feel horrible for. Her. <laughs> well, you know, like we say in every movie, adults are always like kind of the bad guys. Like you know, oh. even like when you have. Which Tina, which I couldn't stand Tina. I think she's the most annoying <laughs> character oh. ever. Um, and plus, they don't really describe, explain who she is. Like, I had no idea who she was this whole movie. Um, but like, she's ignoring, you know, she was supposed to visit Jamie. Then she didn't go because she wanted to do her own thing. Loomis is treating Jamie horrible. Like, adults are not treating her. This this poor girl just, you know, <laughs> has an issue. And then they're treating her like crap. Like, adults are always horrible in these, in these horror movies. Well, just to cut to it now, and then we just don't talk about it later, but how about the fact when she finally speaks? We'll, we'll talk about what leads up to it later, but she finally speaks. She's so excited. She's like, Tina, Tina. And then there's, and then we cut to the next scene. She's speaking perfect. I thought she was going to talk like that. I was like, please don't go that route. But <laughs> then they're having a great conversation. And she's like, I got to go. And she's like, no, Tina, stay. She's like, you'll understand when you're my age that you have to do this. And it's like, what, <laughs> leave a kid all by themselves? So is, is Tina a friend of Rachel's? Is that what yeah. she was? Yeah. So, like, why does she seem, she seems so excited for Tina more than anyone else. Like, she doesn't even question that Rachel's missing. Like, she, like, Rachel's her stepsister. And she just was looking forward to Tina the whole time. But Tina's kind of more cool. She, yeah. Well, I mean, you saw her singing her song. She was just too peppy. Like, first of all, I thought she was girlfriends with Rachel in the beginning. I thought it was Rachel's girlfriend. Like, you know, and then it looks like she's trying to get with the other two couple. Like, I don't know what her deal was the whole movie. I don't know what boyfriend was. And then just, I don't know. Well, she was with the nerdy greaser. Right? Uh, you mean the two dorks that were the two hot girls? Like, you know, it's, yeah, that's not Mikey. Yeah. The the creep with the car, the yeah, 67 I, Camaro. Both of them. There's no way those two guys are getting those girls. Okay, so that's, you know, that's movie world. But to, to talk about Rachel, so the next scene, Rachel's like, console, she's in the hospital. She's consoling Jamie. And this is like, it's not like Michael can hear this, but it's almost like he knew that Loomis was trying to get her to go to like the cabin, wherever that is. So when she does go missing later, it's like, oh, she's got to be at the cabin. But you don't think she would call or check on her? That's what's crazy. They don't mention Rachel the rest of the movie. I know. I mean, it's just so weird. You know, I, I, I think, first of all, Michael Myers knows exactly where to go every single time. And I wonder, because they have that connect, connection with Jamie, can he see through her eyes? Ooh. Because he always knows where to go or like, you know, like to have that connection. I wonder if there's that, that vision that he's able to see, because how else does he find everybody middle of the woods? He's able to find her. You know, <laughs> I mean, so I wonder if he can see through her eyes. It seems like a theme with a lot of the horror franchises though, to start getting into the telepathic connection, you know, with Friday the 13th. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe they just needed a, an idea to, to keep it going. Yeah, well, they needed something to keep this move. And then the next part, it, you know, we get him peeping in broad day. That's what I understand. So a year before this, okay, a guy in this mask, and then years before, a guy in this mask murdered people. So, A, why would anybody wear the mask? And, B, there's another – oh, yeah, we'll get to it in a second. 
But uh, so anyway, he's peeping broad daylight. So somebody sees him, they would just be like, holy crap, that's Michael Myers. Because who would be caught? Da- Wouldn't that town be like, hey, nobody wear that mask or don't <laughs> sell that mask? Or, But he's just in the bushes, barely hiding, watching Rachel do like risky business. I always liked her. I remember like when I saw four really young, I'm like, oh, well, when you when you see Rachel at the house the first time, all you see is her legs. Like the camera was from the kitchen to the dining room, always following her legs. And then she's walking up the stairs that she lifts her shirt up as she's walking up the stairs. Like it made no sense. But but Michael Myers does peep the whole movie. <laughs> Somehow he's always there right when someone's about to get naked. So I think he's a little, I think he's a little peeping Tom. Well, <laughs> how old is he? He's probably a, he's got to be a virgin. So. Why? Why is he got to be a virgin? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? He, how does he go on a date? Do you think he's like... Uh, he drives a, a car. So <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Listen, Chucky got married and had kids. You don't think Jason could? I mean, uh, I mean, Michael could? I don't want to talk about Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, Michael sneaks into the house. The dog's barking. He goes in. And then Jamie has that vision of you know, Max, the dog, like going missing. So then Rachel goes to look for him. We know this whole time that he's peeping in the house, different like POV. So then uh, Loomis is like, get out of the house now. <laughs> and, uh, so then she goes outside, calls the cops. And Mind listens. you, not changing, running out in a towel. And <laughs> then when the cops arrive, she's in a robe. So robe, yeah. at <laughs> the neighbor's robe or did the cops bring a robe with them at all times? Maybe the cops always have a robe in, so- in-, in case someone's running around naked. That's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of naked people running around. <laughs> so then we get the two bumbling cops that we talked about before, which is really funny. And I, and the one, it was so silly and out there. It was kind of funny, but the one cop, I don't even know. Do they even have names? I don't think they even called them anything, right? No, not at all. And, and then they said, I, "Hey, you follow this girl." Like, like right? But don't you think that the music was so out of place? Oh like, no, I, just, I know it was. I just didn't get it. I, I don't. I, I was like, did I miss something? Like, I, I was like, that was such comedy music. Like, I, I'm like, is this is this supposed to be like a horror comedy? Like, I didn't, I didn't get it. Like, it was, yeah. I like how they're playing uh, war with you know cards that have like all colors like you know a, a toddler would use and they're yes, slamming they're them down. Crazy eights, with crazy eights, yeah, in the cruiser. <laughs> I love just the shtick they did. It was like again, I'm not saying Avin and Costello ish, but I love the back and forth. It's like under over, it's our job and we love it. Yep. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, I was so nervous that the dog was going to get it. Oh. I, because again, when it comes to animals in a movie. Kill all the people you want, but you save the animals, you know? Mm-hmm. And when they said the dog, I, I, and the dog was missing, I was afraid you're going to see like a bloody dog somewhere, but uh, he was safe. Good. No, that is good. That's, no, part, whole- part, that's part of the rules. That's part of the rules. You got to be a certain height and no animals. Yeah. He's an animal lover and he likes kids. Yeah. <laughs> but his full, the full line was the cop one was like, we rescue cats. The other guy's like, and dogs. And we love it. <laughs> that was so <super laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so then she goes in the house and like at the same time these two scenes are happening at like uh parallel to each other but like loomis is again this is like where he's turning it up a notch he's like legit harassing her does he work at that hospital dude i don't think he works I, who would hire him he has access to <laughs> her all the time like why does he have so much access to everything uh, i don't know it seems like the cops always try to shrug him off, but then he's there when they, you know, they, they don't believe Michael's back and 
he is kind of helpful in that way. Yeah, it's funny. They're always like, no, you're crazy. You're crazy. They're like, okay, this guy's here. And then at the end of the fourth one, I think they like kind of like blame him. They're like, yeah, you, you let him out. You, you let him out. But at what point, if you're Loomis, do you give up? I mean, this is, you know, this is like, he's tried this now. I guess, I, was he in the third one also? Like, was he? No, tried? there's no okay. Michael Myers. All right. So it's one, two, and four, and five, right? Yeah. At what point do you say, all right, you know what? This is impossible. I mean, you know, we're not going to stop this guy. You know, I'm, I'm really bad at my job. I just, let me just walk away. Like, at what point do you stop? Do you think he's married and his wife's like, come on, Loomis, let's go to Boca. <laughs> Let's retire. Maybe. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the fourth one is when Loomis encounters that uh, old drunk priest minister in the, the beat up pickup truck. Oh, oh I could have watched them for that's two the hours. Guy, that's them. the guy in, uh, uh, we said in those movies. Oh, Pee Wee. Uh, yeah. Wedding uh, singer. Wedding singer. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, So then Rachel. She's back in the house and we see Michael's hand in the closet when she's getting dressed and Ah, what a weak death for, I, I I was watching the behind the scenes, like I mentioned before, and they had a like a real gruesome, they were going to shove like the scissors down her throat, but they were like, essentially if you think about in the fourth one, how absolutely badass she was. I don't know why they, I don't know why they have to go for a shock value. It's not like the audience is going to be like, Oh my God, they killed like a main character. This is, they're going to be upset maybe at the end, but she kicked the crap out of them like three or See, four I, times. I feel like she should like, they, she should have switched roles with Tina. Like they, like why make the friend the important role? Like Rachel should have survived and Latina be the one got killed there, you know? But did you notice um, she was changing and he was peeping again? He was, pe- he was peeping. See? And she saw in the reflection, because when she went back in the room, the picture of Jamie was like cracked yep. and sees the reflection of Michael behind. And they, they look so weak too, man. Yeah. I I understand some special effects. It's like, Hey, you got one shot at this because we're on a schedule and like budget wise. But if you look at it and you like pause it, it's like, I don't know. It just looks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've read that uh, the producer Mustafa Akkad said that he regret, he regretted having um, her get killed so early in the movie. Smart. Honestly, I would have like for shock value. If you want to do shock value, kill like Dr. Loomis, have him, being stalked like we don't need him harassing the kid the whole movie like have rachel be like the hero kind of like she was in the other one but i don't know yeah. oh you needed loomis to set up the trap at the end <laughs> yes <that's right. laughs> so you can't kill him that was <laughs> right uh... <laughs> they, they said they wanted to show it so that well even if if rachel could get killed then any no one's safe in this movie from Ooh. michael <laughs> hey, and can we speak about loomis for a second that scar in his yeah. face so he got burnt Right? Is that what it is? In the second one. Yeah. It looks like his face was on a waffle iron. Like it doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't look like a it doesn't look like a burn mark. It looks like a waffle iron, like you know, pressed against his face. <laughs> well, he was in that hospital room and he turned up all the uh ether gas with him and Michael. And that and that's how he was that's how he got burnt. And that's how yeah. Michael got burnt. That's why Michael's burnt too. Dropped. Yeah, if you look, all his hand his all of his hands are all like burnt up. Yeah, but when he took his face off, it looked like he had a brand new haircut. Like his hair, like he had a floppy hair and he, it, it looked like he had no scars on his face. Wouldn't he have like a beard? He would have something like, or like <laughs> half, like at least, even at least Jason looks like a monster, you know, like <laughs> Michael looked like a normal guy. Like if he didn't even have the mask on, he looked normal. Yeah. They yeah. showed you enough of it. I thought that was actually pretty cool. Cause you like, were like, Oh, can I get, can I look? I remember I paused it. I was like looking, trying to see different angles. <laughs> Is and that then, the first time they show it? Like, 
Yeah. No, they they had him earlier, but he had blonde hair. Oh, like in the yeah, second yeah, one, yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis pulls off his mask and you can see just a little bit. But So they never really showed his full face. I mean, they show him as a kid. Right, but not as an adult. <laughs> first one. That might suck for that. Act. Like, you know, at least, again, Jason, at least you saw his face a few times, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah and they, they were, so, again, we were talking about this before, totally different every time we saw Jason's face. But really, <laughs> you don't really care, right? <laughs> no, I think it's, I. that's what I, I kind of love and I hate it at the same time that they let those people in those films like have all of their own like creativity and change the mask a little bit here and there. Sometimes, like when they change it way too much, or like Jason X, come on. <laughs> well, I had a question for you guys because you interview um, the actors a lot and and people that were really on the show. How it seems like they have a lot of pull in like the um, screenplay in the writing because Rachel, I think they had the originally, like you said, they had a much more gruesome yeah. death plan for her in the script, but she said, "I don't think that's a good idea. That's not good with the character." And then they'll change it. Is do the actors say that they they have that kind of sway? I'm sure. Well, sometimes people have mentioned that, that they had the poll, but I guess like horror is totally different. Uh, but I get it. Cause I saw Rachel talking about it. She was like, I, I was really, I was against it. And then she basically put her feet down, like put her foot down and mm-hmm. they change it. But yeah, you could see that. Like when they try to like do their own lines, like improvise lines or change the scripts a little bit, but they have all the power. You got to think about it. If you want to make your, actor like work harder you like give them that kind of power and then there's some directors that are like stick to the script yeah so. I, I, well i think some of the again like you know i don't think she was that famous back then that i think if you put up too much of a stink they could easily replace you like they did in, in friday in nightmare on elm street you know when they they was it tina they they get two different tinas well yeah well with uh trisha arquette yeah. right so i mean so i guess if you're you know if you're gonna push try to pull your weight a little too much they're like all right goodbye we'll replace you with someone else you know, so I think you just have to kind of, you know, accept it. Yeah, because like in Jaws, they would ha- they had scenes that they that they thought was too brutal and too gruesome. And uh, Spielberg made the decision to, to cut them. You would think, you know, yeah, just be quiet and, and do your thing. And then uh, wait, they had they had the scenes side. more gruesome than Quint. Because <laughs> that, that, yeah. that scene was pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah, the, the part with the uh, the guy in the rowboat. The the one what they shot it with him, you know, with the blood is just squirting out of his mouth and he's getting dragged. <laughs> oh, and they just thought it was just over the top. <laughs> it might have been really because how that movie is, it's not seen. It's listed as a horror movie, but I don't I don't for me personally, I don't think it's a horror movie. I would say it's like comedy. Like action ish. <laughs> Suspense, maybe. Suspense, yeah. But not. <laughs> or but so uh so yeah so 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 rachel's dead tina shows up to the house the dog's in the backyard she's totally cool with the dog being in the backyard and then we still see that michael's in the house and you're like god is she gonna get it like i didn't know what was gonna happen because he's like in the house like you can feel when someone's in the house maybe because she's like so bubbly and she doesn't stop moving she doesn't like feel it until like later on then she gets a little spooked because she see it. Did she see something on the ground or no? No, she, well, she grabbed a teddy bear and she was holding the teddy bear. That was weird. <laughs> so that was the first thing she did, but no, the doorbell rang. That's when she got spooked. Oh yeah. Nobody was there. And then it was yeah. uh, Tamara. Uh, what's her name? Tamara Glenn. 
Maybe that's her name. I think her real so, name. Yeah. Samantha in the script in the movie. Yeah, Tamara Glenn is her name, and Samantha yeah. Thomas is the character. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's another one. Like, she's only been like a few things, but man, she's like all over the cons, and you always see her name like at the one in uh, Jersey. But yeah, so then again, right there, another like guitar solo when we see her, and she's <laughs> like, wow, wow, wow. But he, but they, they keep introducing these characters, and I and I, I, I again, I, I didn't they didn't ex- really explain who Tina was. Like, I mean, and Tina throughout the whole movie until the, near the end, like, I, I had no idea who she was. Like, I didn't know if she was related to Jamie. Like, I feel like they did a poor job of explaining who she was. Yeah, they could have, like, some kind of exposition or something, some kind of conversation. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> I, I was not a fan of Tina's. I have to be honest. <laughs> I was not a fan of Tina's. <laughs> so then Mikey, we get Mikey showing up in his cool car. Well, I laughed when they introduced him because she yelled over to him. He's like a hundred yards away, and you hear what? Like across <laughs> the way, like like he was like around around the corner, you know. And he's angry the entire what five minutes that he's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he's kind obnoxious. Of pissed. Yeah. Oh, he, he he's such a like both him and the other guy is so dorky and like you know the the most ladies tough guys and they just I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't think, guy, I, don't think the 80s, I don't think the 80s was like that. It wasn't. You were there? Like you were in the 80s? You were, I, was, you? I, was, I was like zero to four in the 80s. I don't, I don't think it was like that, man. I, was Although, a, I don't think it's too far of a stretch for, you know, for the attractive girls to be attracted to the, the jocks or the, you know, the guys that are most obnoxious. The you bad know, boys? They're not going to be attracted to the quiet, you know, smart types. Ah, well, right. Spitz is kind of the smart type. He wants to steal the beer. I love the how much the beer was. It was like two forty nine for a six pack. <laughs> wow, man! <laughs> but yeah, he's like, yeah, old Mister So and So. We could steal like three cases, but you got to pull out back right now. And then right here, dude, Michael looks like he's standing in the middle of the lawn. Like he's barely yeah. behind a tree, and he's yeah. watching them. How does he make it? To all these places, like and no one notices, never. Because he's a pretty a big guy who's wearing a mask that's not on Halloween. Yeah, it's not. Oh no, it's Halloween Eve. Well, that's not Halloween. Oh, no, no, is it Halloween yet? Right now? No, no, because they have the Halloween party in Halloween, right? No, yeah. So no, I think that's that this night. Halloween Eve is when we the beginning of the movie. It was at night. When she had that first vision, so we're on the next day of Halloween now. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a long day. <laughs> it's like 90 minutes of like one day. Well, I think they just always assume since it's so close to Halloween that you can just walk around the mask no matter what, and it's fine, you know? So you fit right in. But it's so funny, that mask. Yeah. History, I can understand if it was like a movie that like travels, like the killer goes different towns or something, and they're like, oh, maybe news didn't travel that some guys were in this mask hacking people <laughs> up, but it's just it's like so- if you wore a, a Jeffrey Dahmer mask in yes. Detroit or wherever he, you know, Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. Six months after he got put away. Yeah. Cause later in the movie, well, I've been trying to like say this without saying it, but later in the movie, when they think it's funny to mess with the two bumbling cops and they come out dressed as Michael Myers and Tina's like, ah, Oh my God. <laughs> and he raises the knife. I'm like, why are they shooting him? Like seriously, yeah. well, uh, again, we, we 
we know that these cops are like more security guards than cops. You know, would you have like turned the movie off if they fired their guns and one was water and the other one said bang? <laughs> I, I would probably enjoy the movie more if that's what they did. <laughs> <laughs> and enough enough thing. At this point, Tina went to the house looking for Rachel. Wasn't there. She seemed upset. Now she's a Rachel's not even a thought the rest of the movie from for Tina. Yeah, no, she doesn't match her really. She was, she went to the house looking for her. Then she goes to the party. She goes everywhere. Not one concern about where Rachel is. <laughs> so then at the same time, just before, I guess we'll talk about Mikey. So Mikey, like he backs up his car. He got uh, spits, brings the beer out. And then he's taking forever, like forever to drive. He's like wiping the front of the car. Like he's mm-hmm. like, just he's obsessed. He likes that. He's a little weird. He does things to that car. Maybe. I don't know. What kind of things? <laughs> well, <laughs> he fills her up. Okay. <laughs> but no, when he sees a man and again, you see a guy in a mask, scratch your car with like a little garden hoe. And again, he has a lot of farm tools in this movie, which is <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, he scratches the car and he's like, what's the first thing you do? I'm going to get out and talk to this guy. <laughs> I, I I didn't expect this to happen. That I mean, look, I, you knew he wasn't going to get it just because, you know, those jerks always get it in a movie. Not this quickly, though. I mean, they just introduced the character. <laughs> it, it, really, he was in there for like five minutes. Um, yeah, like you you would get. Well, listen, you did same thing later on when when the, the car, the cop gets bumped and the cop somehow was so slow by the time Michael gets out. Like, you know, like <laughs> so I think I, I yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the adults in this movie typical are brainless <laughs> they are but i did like the first i like well it's not the first kill but i i did like the way this one looked like you know we the photos we have that looks it looks good it was the first I guess, it was a much better kill than rachel you know oh, because they, they didn't show much of rachel this, this was great and and yeah i i thought it was a good kill yeah there wasn't a lot of creativity with the kills in no. this movie yeah you know i guess except for that garden hole but yeah, and and I I feel like they stole the other one from Jason with the pitchfork. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, was, so, I don't know. I was just was there was one that was, I don't know. Yeah, he's got to be better. This is like the thing of the movie. Like you have actors that you're not paying a ton of money for right. the most part, minus like Donald Pleasance. But like, I don't know. This should be the part that like wows people. Like you want them to talk about that after the movie, not like. No, and you know, and you don't like even when the cops get it, you don't see the kill. You just see them dead. Like, I think, again, with Jason or Freddy, you see every kill, like every kill you see, you know, here, I feel like, you know, they kind of chintzed out a lot. Yeah. In the first two movies, he always he killed someone. Then he would just admire his handiwork. <laughs> you know, the guy's hanging from the wall and he's just it took a long time and he's just looking and he's dipping his head. And well, is, is that a theme? Because I was going to question that later in the movie. Obviously, you see all the bodies up in the attic or whatever they were. Is, does, does he do that? Like, does he keep them in the first one? He does that. He does. Okay. So that's, so he, he takes the time to, you know, grab them and hang them up, yeah. you know, for, for decoration. <laughs> no, right. he totally does. <laughs> well, cause so then that, they always have the big scene at the end where, you know, you open this closet and like yeah. when all the, the shit's going down, you open this and someone comes out and you're over there and that's when everything happens. That like makes the final girl like go absolutely insane. in like <laughs> the first Friday the 13th, no, they definitely did in the first one. 
okay. with Mrs. Uh, Voorhees, like setting up all the bodies in that one room. Yep, yep. But uh, so then one thing that was really cool that I noticed in this scene was when he's driving and backing the car up, not Michael driving yet, but Mike, uh, Mikey. Uh, again, they use a lot of same sets or they use a lot of same areas like where they shoot. I'm telling you that I have to double check, but if you remember Sandlot, Vincent Drugs was one of the places in Sandlot, and he drove past that. And I was like, I gotta double hmm. check that because that's the whole thing at the end of the movie. Uh, Squeaks, uh, was that his name? Squeaks. Who's the dirt nerdy kid that Mrs. Peppercorn? Spitz. Spitz. Oh yeah, his name's Spitz. Look at that. So Spitz ends up. Oh, maybe they took it from this movie. But Spitz and Mrs. Peppercorn at the end of the movie, they're like they bought Vincent's drugs and they had three. Maybe kids. Sandlot is a prequel. <laughs> well, that the IMDM said that uh, you can Google Vincent's pharmacy, so I guess Ooh. it's just real place, and you can just go visit. I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so then, we, so then, it's the first time we see the black boot, the the man in black. And he, yeah. and he kicks it right and he kicks, a he kicks dog. it well, i don't know if he, he doesn't kick the dog but they keep pointing at the do- uh, at the shiny toe and i think he like he just like as he's walking he like just tapped the dog like he didn't kick him but the dog was in a way i guess he just walked over the dog or whatever but they really don't explain this guy i feel like he was just like walking around on set and they just feel you know he had nice boots on so let's film him because they didn't they really didn't explain anything even at the end they don't explain anything like it they, is, they don't ever explain anything ever I don't think they knew while they were filming it. I don't you, I think he well, was just an extra walking around and he just happened to be, you know, in the middle of the scene. And the right. guy who played Michael Myers played the man in black. Oh, really? Right. I guess they're probably just put these boots on. Well, maybe he was like, maybe he was leaving the set each time. And as you know, <laughs> as he's going home, home, home shoes. <laughs> no, but then I read about well, it. One I, of the rumors. Yeah. One of the rumors was that it was uh, like a uh, twin brother. So that's why they use the same actor, the same body type. Oh, wow. But then later they found out that it was uh, one of the doctors from one of the hospitals, that he was the man in black, that he he wanted to protect Michael and have him continue to do his work. That's why he broke him out at the end. To do what work? Killing. To keep on killing and do his evil work. <laughs> Wait, so is he this. in the next one? He's not in Curse of I, I thought I read that he's barely in the movie. They mention him. Yeah, I don't. Doctor. I don't know if I even saw it six. That's so, that's a very young Paul Rudd. Yeah, before he went by Paul Rudd. I hate the series. <laughs> I hate. I hate. You know, just 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 the fact that they have this character who you're expecting some big reveal at the end of the movie, like who is this guy, and they don't do anything with it, makes me hate the movie even more. Yeah. So, so we talked about Loomis, like always being around like all the time. So then they have like this Halloween pageant at the school. Why is he there? Okay. He Wait. doesn't go home. Why are they even having a Halloween pageant for a girl who's obviously has social anxiety and they're putting her on stage in front of all these people? Like, like clearly that's not a good idea, <laughs> you know? And, and you can see like, she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't feel uncomfortable. She feels uncomfortable being there. And can we talk about our friend? Who seems a little weird, also Billy. Yeah, he has a stutter. No, but he seems creepy. Like I, I, I thought well, it that's was why he's some... in a mental hospital for kids. All right, so you know, but yeah, there's. Then I want to hear more about Billy's story. Why is he there? I be honest, guys. I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> I really thought he was gonna die. 
well, he 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 kind of got beat up when he just dove out of the way from the car and he comes up and he could barely walk. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, but I, I don't know. I thought he was very creepy. I thought he was somehow involved Ooh. with something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, at least Billy was kind to Jamie in the he fourth was. one. The kids were horrible to her. Well, I think he wanted some because she did kiss him later on. She did wow. at that part. He was yeah. like, "You look great," yeah. and she. So I, I think I think he, you know, he had you know some other motives involved. <laughs> so again, I mentioned Loomis is here watching, and then just before this scene, he goes to the Myers house and he's in the basement. But but I don't understand why he had it. What what was that? Was that in the first one? That uh, the bottom of the laundry chute. Why was it that so significant to him? He went, opened it up. The dead possum fell out and he like jumped back and then he locked it. And then foreshadowing something happened later because of that. Yeah. I think it was just something about being in Michael's original home. And that's where it all stems from. Maybe just looking in there for something Michael's looking for, or he loves, I know the house that they have in the fifth one is a lot different than the original one. You know, like they needed more space for hallways and they needed this laundry chute. The laundry. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of houses have a laundry chute. Old houses, I guess. I don't have one, but maybe in Haddonfield. <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> Actually, they seem to have some creative scenes with that laundry chute. You know, like they, they. I I read that they took a lot of time to have all these different kind of innovative shots. You know, looking up the laundry chute and coming down, and it, it, the scene looked cool. It was just very harrowing to see just him trying to kill a nine-year-old girl it was like really intense and, and look, she screams like i throughout oh. the whole movie like i i really got to give it to her I, by the way i've been trying to i'm i reached out to her i've been trying to get her because she's in tons of horror movies like she became like a horror, even though she was in last boy scout and all that um she's a, like a scream queen let's show so she's been she a lot in, uh she was in a movie with eric roberts that i yeah yeah watched. she's yeah i think she'd she's, be great great to have she's in the rob zombie remake yeah. Is she really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Duh. And Brad Dorf is her dad, yeah. who's the voice yeah. of Joe. With the Russian winter hat. <laughs> yes, yes. So then we get uh Michael Myers is picking up Tina. And this is like so weird that he's driving the car, but he did put on the mask, like that werewolfy looking mask. Which I'm surprised I'm surprised that. Like because isn't that like kind of like for him, like he like his mask is his identity, you know. <laughs> for him to take it off, put the other one on, I'm surprised. Like I, I, oh, I don't he think he take the other one off. Why did he have to do that? Why did he just put it on top of the other one? Well, he, he wanted to pretend he. I guess he was the other guy. Um, I just, I just feel like that's his identity. You know, you you see him with it all the time. For him to wear the other one would not fit Michael. Like you know, like I feel like it, it just out of character. Right. It's like me with a giant shirt on or something. It just wouldn't. Oh, easy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, but again, you know what? He he's a monster, but he has creative thinking. He know he he's, he knows enough to take his mask off, put this other one on, so the girlfriend would think that that's the other guy. And you know, it like seemed it, like that that mask that he had on was just like in Creepshow Two at the beginning of that with the Crypt Keeper or whatever narrator. Yeah. That same kind of a uh, look, you know, the, the huge chin. Yep. And then well, it, what's crazy about that whole part is again, we talked about it. Michael should have like a full bushy head 
I don't know where he's getting haircuts, a full beard. But when he smell like when she gets into that car, when she was like, oh, the si- silent trooper, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't she like know that something? Yeah, but maybe maybe the other Michael smelled. <laughs> the greaser, the greaser. There you go. Maybe he's just greasy and he smells. So, you know, she's not, listen, she's not, you know, she's okay with the smells. I mean, the guy was a dork. So I, I think she looks past that. I'm just amazed that Michael had like, he, again, he's able to listen and reason with her that she wants cigarettes. So he turns around and get cigarettes, let her get cigarettes. At like first, no. And then I know, uh, yeah, right. But he was able to like say, all right, fine. I don't want to hear her yapping anymore. Let me turn around and, uh, you know, get her cigarettes. Like, that's weird. Like he's a monster. Like, you know, like I just, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, He's almost he acted very human in this movie. He does seem to have something you know, like he he doesn't like sex. He doesn't like smoking. Oh, he likes or looking drinking. at sex. <laughs> well, he I think he knows that that's something that, that he's got to put an end to, just like with all <laughs> yeah. the slashers. He's like looking at the slasher manual. He's like, they're doing it. I gotta I gotta <laughs> yeah, take care these, of them. These randy teenagers. Yeah. Why Why do you think he doesn't like sex? He's a virgin. <laughs> Uh, uh, you say, I think well, that even Jason, he doesn't tolerate it. Well, no, no he watches. He, listen, these guys always creep and watch you, you. You can't watch sex if you don't like sex. You know, um, I'm just saying, I, I think, you know, listen, you have all these drunk teenagers, you don't, uh, you know, at the, at the campsites, you don't think Jason had sex with any of them, <laughs> you know, well, then I like you know, eight years old when he drowned. Right. So he. Okay, but he's he, listen. He's still a man, you know. He's still he's still you know he still gets a hard on. <laughs> Whoa, well, you think he does? Why wouldn't he? I don't know. Hey, listen I, again. I'm going to go back to Chucky. Chucky is a doll who had sex and has baby had a baby. So that is true. so why can't Michael and uh, Jason? <laughs> I'm just saying. Whoa. Listen, there's a reason why they're always peeping at, listen, in the barn, they were having sex. He was there. When she's, Rachel's getting dressed, he was there. When she was walking around in a towel, he was there. Jason's always getting someone in a shower, coming out of the shower. I'm just saying, you know, there's always a reason. And listen, I, Jason takes Manhattan, another one, out of the shower, getting dressed. Oh, no, dressed. he's peeping a lot, yeah. He's always peeping. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then, so then she gets... She he gives in. She goes to get the cigarettes, and this scene like went on way too long. When she starts having like that catatonic fit during the beauty pageant, and, like f- is flipping and flopping around, and she falls over the edge. Right? No, she falls on the. On the she looked like she, they made it look oh, like she was going was. to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't seem that concerned that she keeps getting you know these seizures. Like, like they really not. Loomis is just like, oh yeah, it's normal. Don't worry, she'll come out of it. Like that's not normal. Well, you know, like Loomis is, yeah, yeah. That's what he says because he wants to see her right. visions. They want to like dope her up real quick. Yeah. yeah, he wants her to feel all the pain. So they're listening to this guy who doesn't even work there. <laughs> no, what he does? Why do they even listen to him? He's probably not still practicing. It's probably been years since yet he, he's seen another patient. Because every every person he would sit down with, they'd be like. Oh yeah, so then my mom did this when I was twelve, and he's like Michael Myers. <laughs> like that's all he—that's all he cares about. He doesn't give two shits about this girl, really. Maybe Loomis is part of the the people that are trying to keep Michael going because he's you just know listen, faking it. Why not? He has it. Listen, he's he's 
how many movies that he's still around. Michael's still around. He never catches him. Loomis doesn't die, right? Michael attacks him. I think maybe Loomis might be a, a bad guy. Ooh. Well, like in the Rob Zombie remake, the uh, Loomis is more like uh, he, he wants to get profit out of this. So that's why he keeps it going with his books and his speaking tour. Oh, but then I think those the, the most current ones where they have the Loomis. Yeah, I think he is like a bad guy. He's really okay. uh, purposely trying to just keep him going. There we go. Who's Loomis in the newest one? I'm trying to remember. The, I know it's Malcolm McDowell in the Rob Zombie. Yeah, one. after that. The one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who. I'll have to look that up. I've seen that one. I just forgot. I'm just saying that it's it's a possibility that, you know, he's he's not out to kill Michael Myers. So are you saying he has fake burns? Are those real? Are those real? Or Again, that, that looks like he could have got at the dollar store. You put the putty, you're gonna putty on your face and yeah, see? Listen, if you can find a great axe like that, you can find putty and make a little scar on your face. Nice. So this whole scene, we talked about the next part uh, before. So we'll skip over that. But when she's doing the catatonic thing and she's like, they're like, where is Tina? And she's like, and it just went like five times. And it should have been like three and get to where she is. But he's like, cookie. And I love that you have this little girl describing like a very erotic sign on like a gas station. <laughs> I, 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 thought she was, I thought she was going to say like big boobs or something like that, because yeah. that's where this, she, <laughs> when she goes big, I'm like, oh, come on. And then she goes big woman. She goes, cookie cookie woman and the guy right in it the one cop right away knew it he was like oh i know where that is let's get him there and they get there so fast every we'll talk about the cops in this town because i don't think Haddonfield's a huge town but there's a lot of cops on duty at all times it seems well it's, I, it's a small town i mean the, the kids escaped and they walked to where well, michael is, so i think it's a very small town <laughs> it's probably the only gas station in town it might be one with cookie boobs and the other one is like a clown on it or something. But yeah, so then right after this, it's like all the scenes we kind of talked about before. So Tina says like, you know, Jamie's talking. Tina's like, I'm going to blow you off because I want to go get laid. She goes to that party. And again, no Rachel. Like no thoughts oh, of where Rachel is. And not even no Rachel. How does Michael, I guess he could have been peeping and we didn't know. How does he know where the party is? And he gets there late. That's like that's what I'm saying. Right Correct. Now, again, so uh, he knows everywhere what's going on. But again, so no Rachel. How about no Michael, her boyfriend? She, she figured, so he, after, you know, after the cop, was this, the cops came yet? Right. This is at the parties after the cops, right? After the cops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how come, how come she's not questioning where her boyfriend is? They didn't even question it then. She just called him a dick. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they forget yeah. about people in this movie so fast. It's like, all right, they weren't in, they weren't part of the movie anymore. Well, she kind of mentioned him because he blows off after the cops showed up at the at the gas station. But then when she gets there, they're like, oh, where's Mikey? And she's like, who cares? And then she's like hooking up with another guy. And I was like, this guy's going to die. He was like dressed <laughs> like a wolf. And I'm like, because he had so many lines to not well, be involved in anything. That wolf that was there. There was an, also an old lady that was at that party. Did they go together as the wolf and the... And the <laughs> yes. <laughs> so his part of his Halloween costume was bringing an old lady. <laughs> yeah. And so, Scott, so, so when it comes to Michael, again, maybe it's perfect timing. Obviously, somehow 
he needs to get people away. It's not like he's going to walk into the party and just start killing everyone. How does, what are the chances that there's like a litter of kittens that lure, get these girls to go in the barn? Like, what was that? Yeah, that was I have weird. no idea. <laughs> that was weird. It was like so silly. And they're like, oh, a kitten. Well, I mean, so, so they were obviously in a box. So someone's taking care of them. Who puts, who takes care of like kittens all the way in a barn like that? So far away from the house. Like those people should not have a kitten. Who's oh, and the kitten had blood on it, right? For Tina. Well, like uh, later, yeah. That was later, not from Tina. It was just from the kills in there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, but who's whose kittens are they, and who's taking care of them? Just barn kittens, I guess. Maybe farmers <laughs> just throw kittens in a barn. They're like, yeah, but they were in a box. They were like, they were like, they had like a little makeshift bed. That's their bed. Times who, are tough for the farm. Who made it? The people that own the house. I think I don't know who lived there. The old, I, the old lady. <laughs> seven high school kids party at her house but so that was seem was kind of weird because it was like tina wanted to go to the barn and that's why you just thought like obviously she, the way she acts in this movie she's very like sexual so it's almost like she wanted to like do something yeah um, they they led to a, some kind of menage going in there yeah but then obviously she then she leaves she yeah. just like leaves and then she goes back into the party right did they explain where she was or she was with the kitten the whole time? Who, Tina? I think she leaves and goes out of the barn. because she, then, she, then she came back. Yeah, she comes back later and then after we, yeah. you know. But so, they don't so, explain where she went. No, no. <laughs> but Samantha and Spitz are finally hooking up. Now it's such an awkward scene. You know what? I mean, Hay is kind of sharp. You know, like, I, I, I think that'd be uncomfortable. Well, it's like know. you have to do it. Roll in the hay. Well, I remember reading a weird story uh, with that movie that the director was saying that, was it Samantha? Whoever's that actress? Yeah. yeah. Spitz, right? They had the love scene that they were not like she, she was not into him anymore. She didn't feel comfortable with him and that she wanted um, Jamie, the character Jamie, that actress to be on set during that scene as like moral support. Wow. Is what the director said. Well, wow. I, again, again, she's pretty hot. He's dorky. So I, I get it, you know, uh, but it, it, the, the way they led into it, it was almost like she was saying no. And he kept like, pu- like pushing before he, br- he brings out the condom. Like, I was like, where's this going? Like, it, it seemed like it was a little force, you know, and it's funny that spits in the behind the scenes thing. He says that what he thought was weird, but then he really appreciated was was the director had him and Tamara in the his hotel room. And they were like, with clothes on going through what the shots would be and the facial expressions mm. should be, which is like, that's a little weird. weird too. That's, it's very weird. <laughs> but the way he gets, again, we talked about it earlier. It's like all farm weapons. Everything is garden tools because yeah. he's on top. Spitz gets uh, right through the back. That was pretty it's cool too. That was see that? great. Yeah. That was a good one. And hers is cool too. And I actually like the way they did that one. Cause that's what they do on Friday the 13th. Sometimes you don't see it, but you see like the blood and you see like a shadow. But when he had like the scythe, right? Remember Grim Reaper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, right. That looks pretty cool. I actually like, see, these are like two pretty cool kills. So there's some that are good actually now. Yeah, like, but that about. kill, that kill was in Friday the 13th when the, the couple having sex on a bed, he, he stabs them through the, through, through both the, of them, right? Through both of them. Yeah. So yeah. See, that's why he's better. See, Michael couldn't stand through both of them. Jason could. 
<laughs> you call yourself a serial killer, Michael Myers? No one can step through one teenager. Come on, get on it. Birds to one stone. That's it. <laughs> so then this is i marked it on my notes i wrote i just checked the timer and it's not even an hour yet i'm like wow this movie's an hour and 37 like how are they going to pack it in but the rest of the movie honestly it went like really quick because for the rest of the movie it's really just like kind of like one long kind of sort of scene because even when they go back to the the hospital um it's really quick what we see it's more like it's, everything's pretty much well they got rid of a lot of the annoying characters <laughs> they did. So, well, Tina, we have to talk about tina the way she gets it well well first first when, when you, they come out right she look they she sees the cops there were two cops that were dead right they don't show yes. those kills how does that happen because it wasn't like they were shot they were like stabbed so when you think you're, you're two cops one guy gets stabbed or you know it's slashed the other cops didn't sit there like they have guns you know, they, they're going to sit there and watch. Like, I mean, like, how does that happen? Cause he had to go to the other side and kill him. Right. He, he's not going to slash him both from one side. So what is the other cop doing while the other one's getting slashed? I thought about this when I was watching it. Cause he looked in the side mirror and he's like, yeah. Oh, this kid again. And he, and then I'm thinking like, one's going to have a, wouldn't the other one have the gun pointed again? Cause they can't think in their head like, right. Oh, it has to be right. that. Right. They have to know he's, he's still alive. They didn't find the body. But they, they both were slashed like a thing in the neck. So, again, yeah. if, he, if he's slashed into one side, he has to go around the other car to the other side and slash there. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Unless he's got really long arms. Maybe he does. <laughs> they were no match for Michael. <laughs> they were no, they were bumbling. They were in the middle of their crazy eights. And, but no, so I wrote this down. Tina's first line when she goes back into the barn. She's like, hey, do you guys want to go skinny dip? And then that's when she finds the kitten with the blood on it. And then she sees, uh, then she, oh, and then she's a scythe with the blood on it. And then she finds the bodies. So she runs out. So wouldn't your first thing would be, even if you saw the dead cops, and I think at that same point when she sees the dead cops, everyone's leaving, right? The party, like at that same time. Yeah. That's when everybody's leaving. Cause she's like, guys, help, help. And then. But would you go back into a barn that you found dead bodies? I, I think I'd go no. <laughs> or just run or tell her about how about telling everybody like there was no warning. No, I know. Well, she tried to scream, but they were all gone already. I don't, I don't think she put good effort into it. <laughs> she didn't, and she can scream and be loud. We know that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so then, so then, oh yeah. So then in the barn, I think we forgot another part. It was was there another part that he did that whole thing again? Uh, Spitz, Tina was in the room and he he put the mask on again and did the oh, thing. Yeah, he, well, a few things. First, he drops the thing of hay and scares Tina. Yeah, right. But yes, he put the ma- when you think that Tina is going to get it. I yeah, that was good. No, not Tina, his girlfriend. Oh, it was Tamara. Okay, it was right before. It was right before they they started having sex. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah that was a pretty cool scene. But then this whole thing with. Michael in the car <laughs> and he drives very well f- f- in the beginning. He's in the woods driving around. Is this the part in the driving in the woods? Yep. He, Joe, he, he's dodging trees and driving very well. I mean, eventually he does crash into a tree, but I mean, I, I, I think I honestly think him driving just takes away a lot of the, of like the aura of Michael Myers. 
Like it just, see, again, Jason just walks, he walks everywhere. He doesn't, you know, I feel like it's like driving a car. It makes him almost too human. You yeah. Know? And the fact that he gets so sidetracked by like, he's going to run over Tina and then he sees Jamie and Billy and just like looks at them. And then it's funny because it's the POV of the car and you just see that lights turn and he starts chasing them. I guess they had a real scare with that car crash because it crashed into the, uh, tree you know going like 50 miles yeah. an hour and the actor who plays the the man in black there i guess did all the stunts yeah he and was then the director yeah. yeah the director was so it was his first uh major production i guess so he was so surprised at how loud this you know crashes how intense that he forgot to yell cut so the guy <laughs> the actor's in there and the car starts to catch on fire and then he doesn't get out so finally someone told the director yell cut so then he yelled cut and then a guy got out oh, oh maybe he just God. wanted natural reactions jesus <laughs> listen these are expendables they're but you know stunt guys they don't you know they don't show their face on tv it's okay yeah the director saying, know wow, that was cool <laughs> i can say and again this is just like the naked eye but the car is black the car that was in the that hit the tree and was all a like, damage is definitely like dark blue like mm-hmm. it wasn't even like close, like the one angle and we have to, we'll talk about like the, the lighting in this movie. Cause there's later it's daytime. It's clearly daytime in the Michael Myers house, but we'll get to that. But uh, So Tina in this scene, man, this is like the hero moment. Like that Rachel should have had, I think like Jamie mentioned before was uh, she basically, it was like, she yelled at Michael and got in his face and, he paid uh, the price. And oh, she had no choice. <laughs> but had no choice because Jamie was right there. So she, Jamie was about to get it. So she got, you know, she kind of, you know, that was the only thing she did that was unselfish. The whole movie. What? Didn't she say, take me? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Jamie said that. Oh, okay. Jamie was saying that I'm here. I'm here. Take yeah. Me. Um, and, then, and then she said, Tina said something. Maybe it was take me. She said some line to get him to, uh to come to her but how does he have that knife so when he's driving where does he keep that knife because if he had that knife like in a pocket or like where because he crashed pretty hard he put it in a passenger seat <laughs> <laughs> it could have went flying did he put it like a seatbelt on there does he have, like, i, I, I want to know this guy has killed multiple adults in five, four movies but he has trouble with a nine-year-old like how like like I don't like. I don't understand that. Like, what? Like, do you think at a point? Like, when does he give up? Like, listen, you know what? This, this is embar- like, you know, this is embarrassing for all serial killers. If anyone's watching this, you know, I can't kill a nine-year-old, but I'm killing everybody else. It's like, I should just stop. You know, it's just that weird. sounds like a really funny like horror comedy sketch. It's like Loomis and uh, Myers at a bar together, <laughs> and they're just like talking about their troubles. It's like I can't kill you, and he's like, you can't kill me. I'm me. I can't kill a nine-year-old. And then he's like, and then and then Loomis is like, I was trying to shake her up for you. I was hitting her a bunch and throwing her. Oh, well, yeah. He can't kill an old man in Loomis, and he can't kill the nine-year-old. He should just walk around. He should walk walk away with his head down and just like you know sulking the rest of the way. He's done. Although I can sympathize with Loomis a little bit because why wouldn't she want to help out? Like she hates Michael Myers too. And every yeah. time he said, you just help out and tell me what these messages are saying. And she was always like, no. Well, I mean, in her defense, she was catatonic, almost like, you know, mute. 
uh, when she was, and she was giving clues. Like it wasn't like she wasn't helping, you know, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they just happened to get there late every single time, you know? So like I, for Loomis to say, why aren't you helping? He's, she's told him every single time, Tina said, Rachel said cookie. Like she's, yeah. get, she did help the whole time. So I don't know what else like Loomis expected her to do. Well, now he is like, he's very opportunistic because when he shows up to see her and he's like, now are you willing to help me? And she's like, all like about it. And the whole setup of this thing. And then, so then Loomis looks into the woods and he goes, go home, Michael, go home. And then how far are we in this movie? And we get introduced to friend of the podcast. Now actor Troy Evans as deputy Charlie, like, it's so weird to, sh- I, I understand like having like a rando cop, but a cop that has a pretty good yeah. scene, like yeah. he has a lot of lines and he's just, I feel so bad for him. Like God, Loomis is a, like a freaking whack job, dude. It reminds no, me he- of Quentin Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, just like absolutely. no radio communication. We're just going to, it's crazy. You know, I mean, so I, 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 we didn't address this in the beginning and you know, I, I just, I just thought of it. So in the fourth one, she is possessed by Michael, and that's why she attacks, right? The step- her stepmom. Mother? Yeah. Okay. How come she doesn't do any of that this whole movie? Like they, well, they don't explain why that happens at they all. Don't explain a lot. This <laughs> movie. Did all she right. kill her stepmother or no, just no, injured? Injured. Because okay. I think she's isn't she in the movie at some point in the beginning or something or no? We don't she's see in the hospital. We don't see them at you all. See, you don't see her. I thought we saw her. I don't know. No, I don't think we see really any. No, we don't see her at all. It's really just Rachel in the beginning. No, no. I read that that was that was a big idea they had. It was they were going to have the little girl be a serial killer, too. Yeah. But then they would be like competing, you know, with their killing spree. But then they I guess uh, the producer didn't think that she would be very, uh, you know, convincing as a serial killer. Well, she failed the first time because she didn't kill her stepmother. So she's, you know, she's off to a rocky start. Freddie Krueger, a bad apprentice. Like you're not gonna, you, you know, you you didn't make the cut. You got to make sure you kill the people you stab. Well, I'm saying if Jason taught her, the stepmother would have been dead. But Michael Myers is lame, and you know, obviously, she didn't. You know, she learned the same way that he kills by not killing. But in a weird way, it would be less uh, like anxiety provoking if she just was a serial killer and just going about her thing. Than being totally, you know, suffering all the time and shaking and, you know, in the lightning. Yeah, lots of lightning around this kid. It's only one <laughs> night, but it's like the worst weather ever for like these two nights. So then, so then Jamie's in the room. Deputy Charlie, Troy Evans is, you know, her right hand man, like for this, because they're using a nine year old kid as bait. And so she starts chanting Billy. So then right away, obviously something does happen at the hospital, but why the hell did they send every single cop except one guy outside and deputy Charlie? Why not leave a couple more? There was a lot of cops there. Well, again, if, if the, any of them are as dumb as the two cops that died already, they need as many as they can get. I do love their jackets though. <laughs> you know, those they're very like a thick, warm, I don't know. I just like how they, they look also with the first two, they had the sheriff's jackets that were just very nice. It seems <laughs> I think, I think Scott needs one for Christmas. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> all I can Charlie. look at when I'm seeing them. I just love their jackets. <laughs> Scott's just writing down 
man, they're probably pretty warm. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then Michael, obviously we see like the scene that's going on over there at the children's hospital. There's dead bodies everywhere. They're pulling them out on gurneys. And so deputy Charlie wants to call because they hear something in the house. And then Loomis gets pissed, smashes the radio. And then Loomis and Michael Myers had the weirdest, like the weirdest scene. I, Did he I, think that was going to work? Like, I, I, mean, I, hope I just, not. I, I mean, it's, it just, it was, <laughs> Oh, no, no, wait, wait, was that, was yeah, that no. be- before the coffin scene or is that after the coffin scenes way after that? Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I, you know, Loomis, talk, you talk about when Loomis was talking to Michael Myers Yeah, in like that little area. Near like, the like, and he's talking to him like, he's like a, like a, like a, a little, little boy. Like, it, you don't like, want to do this anymore. We can stop it right yeah. now, but I don't understand <laughs> what he would have, if he took the knife from him, why wouldn't he have just unloaded on him right there? Yeah. It, it, it seemed, it was a weird moment like i you and know. then and then loomis even looks away turn gives his back to him and he's saying you know why don't you uh, go over there and he's <laughs> right there with a knife yeah <laughs> although we forgot to mention that line i love from uh loomis when he's talking to charlie and he says charlie michael myers is outside <laughs> <laughs> so this is what i was talking about before that it's definitely daytime because it's so bright in that, like when they're having that heart to heart and then he slams Loomis into the wall and then tosses him over the balcony. And dude, this scene is like coming up. It's kind of cool. It's like a, it's a pretty cool death, I guess. Cause, but Michael Myers in all the movies, he's usually walking, you know, he's just like walking at like a brisk, like a brisk walk, but quietly. Cause no one ever hears him walking. They never hear him, <laughs> but oh yeah, we talked. We we missed the guy. Jamie mentioned him earlier. So Michael Myers pulled up. He hit the guy. The guy was like, I don't know, fell asleep for a second. Yeah, don't, don't talk about the car. Yeah, see that. Th- th- so the guy bumps into him. He had enough time to walk over there, punch through the window. You know, like the guy didn't like move. He didn't like you know, like it just it, ridiculous. Unless like the airbag went and we saw that and maybe it knocked him out a little bit or something. But listen, I'm sure he was. You can see in his mirror that a guy with a mask is coming out. A mask that obviously is famous for killing people. <laughs> you know, at that point, when you like try to escape, like how? Would you, like it just didn't make sense. And the I fact like how he, he go- says it's it's one of us, and then crash. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's what made no sense. He's like, hey Charlie, I think it's one of us, and then the car's like cockeyed in the road on an angle and then like turns around whips around behind him and hits him and then well again they're not the smartest people in this small town if you have a small town and you have that many cops almost everybody's a cop in town pretty much it's (laughs) so i mean i can't imagine how tough the the test is yeah so then deputy charlie he's like we got to get out of here so he tries to make a rope real quick and then it broke i wonder if that broke on accident Remember when he set it up and he pulled on it and it snapped? It didn't look well. You had the they had the glass all over the place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there there was like sharp glass all over that window. I mean, no one was going through without cutting up their their backs. Yeah, you know. So I mean, uh, yeah. Again, I don't think Deputy Charlie uh, Charlie was that bright either. But he popped off on him because Michael gets through the door. He stabs with his knife, opens the door, like goes through it, and then. Debbie Charlie pops him like six times. 
he falls back and then you're like, okay, great. And then he's setting up the rope. He's getting ready to like to, he's like, get on my back, sweetie. And we'll go down. And then dude, when he jumps through the door, I'm like, Michael doesn't do this. Yeah, I know. It, it, he doesn't seem like the normal, he's human in this movie, you know, but the, his escape plan was putting her on his back. First of all, he's a big guy. So I can't see him fitting through that you know, window with all that glass. Like when you send her out on her own, climbing down the rope, like I don't know. is she strong enough? You think it's a rope? She's nine year old. G- girls don't can't climb a rope. I'm not saying girls. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't going gender. Well, she, she is a girl. I'm just saying. Nine, so, I would have. I would. I would have fell. Well, considering you don't know where your triceps are, I mean, so that's a little <laughs> different story. So, <laughs> I but did yeah, think Charlie. that the whole thing with yeah. Charlie was like a relief because it was it's so much stress in that at the end of that movie there, and then like he was so nice to her and so comforting. It was kind of a little respite there, you know, before. Oh, it was the worst because he was hiding a little bit. He's like, hey, let's practice the signal. Oh, she, yeah, the secret code. But the, didn't didn't he want to leave? And Loomis said, no, stay there. Like he wanted to get her out of the house. And Loomis said, no, you got to stay here. And Loomis, that's when Loomis went downstairs. Because wasn't Loomis up there? Yeah. yeah so yeah, like no, Loomis was upstairs. That's when he smashed the radio and said, Michael right, Myers. Yeah. Right. So he wanted to leave before Michael got there. So, I mean, again, Loomis is the bad guy. He is the bad guy. No, he definitely is. He's not. It's like he has to be the one to end it. Like he he wouldn't care if somebody else like shot or blew up Michael. You think he's a glory hound? So you just think it's all about the glory? Yeah. I think hmm. he just wants that press, baby. He wants the back page of the <laughs> Post or the Haddonfield uh, Gazette. Was he? I think I think uh, Loomis just wants him killed, but nobody takes him seriously enough to the degree that. He really should. He's the only one that knows what a bigger problem they have with with Michael Myers. Was Loomis around Michael Myers when he was a young kid? Yes. He I think Loomis doctor. created Michael Myers. Well, I know well, he didn't. He didn't hang. Air, he wasn't around Michael until Michael killed everyone. But you're right. saying he found him out. In the well, maybe I, I think my, wait, Loomis is a psychiatrist. Uh, is a psychiatrist, right, or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Okay. So I think Michael Myers was seeing Loomis before he killed and Loomis was telling him to start killing. And listen, there's a reason why Loomis is always around. It's like Clark Cannon Superman. Loomis is always around when Michael Myers is around, yet Loomis somehow doesn't ever kill Michael and Michael never kills Loomis. I don't know. I think that's fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Prove me wrong. (laughs) Listen, he used the girl as a shield earlier. I mean, later in the movie. So, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, with no exit plan for, for her to get out of there. There was <laughs> bolted windows and doors. I think Loomis is in on it. Call me crazy. <laughs> so, so we kind of mentioned this earlier about the laundry chute. And this scene was like, so she goes to the laundry chute. She's hanging on. Michael opens it up, looking down. So she lets go and she gets stuck because earlier Loomis locked that the bottom of the laundry chute. Oh, right? Wait, so he locked it so she can't escape if she go happens to go in there. I'm okay, again, just throwing it out there. You knew he knew that a little kid would choose a lot. Ah, well, who, who 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 brought her back there? And the only way out of the house was through the laundry suit. So wow. he said, We're gonna bring her back to the house. Listen, this is all set up. This is the, you, that, I think you, you are supporting your case. <laughs> no more well, fake she, news. <laughs> when, when she's in there and you see the night. I thought it was really cool to scene because when she, when it, Michael Myers is stabbing and he's trying to like reach up to her and he starts just like, just angrily doing it. But when he's stabbing through yeah, and yeah. she's quick enough 
to yeah. jump up and use the knife to jump off. Dude, that was cool. And then the next scene, I think we we met again, yeah. we talked about it earlier. When she goes into the attic, because she can't get out of the house, all the windows are barred up. She can't get out of any of the doors. Were the windows always barred up, or is that part of the, tra- the trap? Part of the trap, probably. But no, they're boarded up probably for 20 years, I guess, right? Okay. So the, so the house has remained empty for 20 years? I guess, right? Nobody's yeah, lived there. Nobody will buy it again. It's just sort of boarded up. Why wouldn't they buy it again if Amityville uh, house could be bought multiple times? Yeah. You know why? They didn't use the same realtor. <laughs> so they, they didn't have a good realtor that cared about that commission. But uh, so then this scene I thought was so cool. When she goes into the attic and we remember earlier that uh, Loomis said that a coffin was stolen uh, from the cemetery. So the coffin's laying in there. And when she goes in there, she sees dead Rachel. And who else is dead in there? There was Michael, one more body. Maybe, Mi- maybe Michael. Oh, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greaser was dead in there. Yep. And I think that's... Who who stole the coffin? Michael did. Are you sure? Well, I don't know. Loomis said that he did, but maybe... I mean, I, you know, that would take a lot of time for Michael, at, considering he's been killing everybody through the whole movie, that to go stop at the, at the cemetery, pick up a coffin, bring it over there. Loomis was not around a lot of the scenes. And in the middle of the day, he did this. Okay. Again, Although a similar thing happened in the first one, when at the very end, you see the gravestone with Judith Myers. Yeah. That was the sister. No, but I mean, no, but Michael was at the party. He was at the barn. Loomis wasn't there. Again, I'm, I'm, my, my case, Loomis set it up. Listen, you tender, you're going to tell me that Michael lit those candles too? <laughs> okay, those candles are all lit in that, in that room. He probably doesn't have, I guess, maybe a better friction on his fingers because of all the burns. But <laughs> yeah, so again, the- if in reality, if that was Michael, again, that's too human. You know, it's too much thought and it's too much plan. So, you know, like, I mean, it just make, takes away from what it is. So I like my Loomis theory that Loomis set the whole thing up. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I, it was kind of like sad in a sense to see a kid that's nine years old, like want to sacrifice herself, which again, would he really stop killing? We don't know. But when she gets in that coffin and she's like, can I see? And she like points and when he pulls it off, we talked about it before. You can like kind of see it, but when you see his tear, and again, I, I know you're talking about like emotion, like him doing the candles. Maybe it is Loomis, but the fact that she was like, "I'll help you," and that set him off. It's weird to see Michael move like that because we never see that. But he like ran back, and then she like he dumped the thing over. She was able to crawl out, and he was just like kind of just like punching at. So, so why? So, okay. So you're saying that she was sacrificing herself for what? Like that. Like I, I was on, I was unclear. Oh, why. I don't know either. That's what I mean. Okay. I don't think he would stop killing if he killed her. Right. Body. So I don't, I, I didn't know what her thought process was just going or she figured, you know what? I'm, you're going to kill me. I'll make it easy for everybody. Just I'll be already be in a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe she just thought that if I trick him, you know, at that last moment, but it does seem to, there's a theme with Michael with it when you start to have something with, you know, emotions or like uh, making him think that he's really pretty slow. And he that kind of grinds his uh, his, his gears. gears. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe, give him a you know, just give him maybe a he just wants to be loved. Right. Well, he's, he's certainly uh, certainly very repressed and very confused. Yeah. <laughs> just throw a riddle at him. Loomis should do that. And then he can like tie him up real quick, you know? Yeah. But no, so this is the scene where 
Loomis comes out of nowhere. You're like, holy crap, Loomis is still alive. And the first thing he does is grabs Jamie as a body shield is using her. But dude, did you guys really expect this? When he, when he was walking backwards and he's looking at him and he's like, come on, Michael. And then he hits the wall and you're like, and then the friggin' metal like uh, net falls down. That was really cool. That was, but like he was so creepy in his part because she's screaming. She's not in on the plan. <laughs> and he grabs her and he says, Michael, here she is. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, can you imagine what's going through her mind? The one guy that she probably trusted the whole movie who's been trying, you know, saying that I wanted to take Michael, that he's now she's offer he's offering her to him. You know, and yes, he had obviously a, a booby trap, you know, a home alone trap set up for Michael Myers. But if that, that didn't work. How is he getting out of there? Because he had to <laughs> unbolt the windows for her to get out, escape. Like, so he really like did not think this through hundred percent. And I, again, he was like, willing to sacrifice her, I think. Although probably she had to look terrified too, to, to have his plan go forward. That is true. If she uh, knew it was happening, maybe then she wouldn't have acted as terrified. So you think it was, it might've been improv. Yeah. Maybe Jamie was in on it. Maybe he whispered real quick. He's like, I'm going to pretend to sacrifice you. <laughs> But it was now, like an act like of desperation. Trank. Yeah. So then he has like a trank gun. He shoots him a ton of times, does nothing. So he rips a two by four off the window and just starts smashing. Well, he shoots him about 10 times I with a trank gun. <laughs> Although it said, and I am damn that I guess the, um, the wood actually broke the actor's nose. Oh, Loomis slammed him with a two by four. He broke his nose. Wow. <laughs> so this poor guy who did all his stunts talk about method acting man that's almost yeah, this in 30 car. degree wet, 30 degree uh water <laughs> crash into a tree that you know started the car on fire and then get his nose broken ah, loomis is a dick <laughs> <laughs> donald pleasant was like maybe it took like one take too many and he's like i have reservations <laughs> yeah well, I get the impression that Donald Pleasance is probably only on set for like two weeks, you know, because they what? did do all the filming with his scenes first and then he just splits. So real quick story, which is really rad. So he had like a really nice super trailer. Uh, Daniel Harris shared a trailer with uh, Billy, the actor who played Billy and someone else. But Donald Pleasance, because who he is, he had like this monster big trailer. So when he left, he left it to Daniel Harris as a gift. And that was like one of the ones that they, if you watch the documentary, it's 40 minutes. You don't have to watch all of it, but they partied way too much. And mm. you can maybe see she even Tina, the actress who played Tina was like, yeah, like some of those scenes I can be like, look at the bags under my eyes. We got no sleep that night, <laughs> which awesome. at least they had fun making it. But uh, so then the next scene, dude, this is like the, this is again, we uh, kind of like Jamie saying like human, when we see Michael Myers in jail, just like sitting there, he was actually like doing what people do, like a nervous. He was like rubbing his fingers together, like he was like, "Man, how am I going to get out of this one?" Why <laughs> is he still wearing the mask? You put this guy in jail. What do you take the mask off? Oh, like, dude, that's true. Like, I mean, seriously, like he's in jail and you're like leaving it on. Like, they would never do that. The mask would come off in two seconds. Even his mugshot would have his mask on. Yes. <laughs> So if he took the mask off, nobody would recognize him. He could just flee. And But so the, this part's so dumb because the guy goes, take Jamie into the car. And then we see the man in black. He walks in. It's so weird because the shot, when you see the man in black, for some reason, it looks like you see the 
shot from his gun or whatever he had, like going towards the camera. Cause you see like the, the flame too good. I don't even know what he really shot because everything was on fire. I was like, it looked like a bazooka or something, man. He blew and everything up. <laughs> the metal uh, jail cell was on fire. Yeah. I don't know if that would stay on fire unless there was some kind of like accelerant, like if he threw a grenade, but everybody was shot inside. So then the cop goes to Jamie after he hears like the sh- everything inside. He's like, you stay in the car. I'll be right back. <laughs> Within seconds, she's like, I'm going to go in. Dead body, dead body, dead body, dead body. Michael Myers gone. And the end of the movie. That was like, so stupid. I don't know. It's stupid. And, and it, they built up this guy with the shoes, the boots so much, you know, yeah. seeing it a few times and they don't show his face. Like, you know, obviously they're like, it was almost like it should have been like Loomis. Loomis should have been like in the guy in the boots or maybe he was, oh. you know, like that would have been a good reveal. Like this whole time, you know, you, you know, you don't know. And then all of a sudden you, you, you got man in boot turn around. And it's Loomis or someone like that. Like, the, you know, like you have, it, they made it look like there should be a twist at the end of who this guy is. And they don't even show his face. Yeah. Like, that was so stupid. Or they play the Nancy Sinatra song. Who these boots are made for walking, and Loomis walks down the street and looks <laughs> back and winks. See, you're jumping on the Loomis bandwagon. <laughs> or I'm if it was like a spoof movie, they show the man in black start walking and then start like twirling and like. And it was and it was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little kid in big boots that like went up to. <laughs> but uh, so that was Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. So. Let's go to our guest, Scott Snow, first. So, Scott, would you recommend someone to watch this movie? Well, of course. I mean, it's Halloween, Michael Myers, Donald Pleasant, so it fits all those categories. Certainly got to watch it, but uh, it's certainly not going to be one of the best. I would say it's probably one of the... Obviously, you have like Resurrection, which is like one of the worst, but this has to be in the bottom two of the franchise. Yeah, I didn't see. I don't remember H two O or Resurrection. H two O, you'd you should go back and watch that because that's the first time they brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, that one had a good it's, cast: Michelle Williams, Josh Hartnett. Like the cast was really good, but no, Resurrection was bad. <clears throat> that was really really bad. But uh, so Jamie, I know you didn't like it, but now that you talk about we talk about it, it is some like fun angles. So if somebody went in to watch the movie and they're like. If you whisper them before the movie starts, you're like, that Loomis guy, he's in on it. And then you watch it in a different lens when you're thinking like, oh, my God, maybe he is. Uh, even with that, you know, I, there's so many Halloween movies that you could choose from. Um, I haven't seen most of them. But I, like you said, this is probably in, the, you know, I heard like a season of which a lot of people didn't like because that's the one with no Michael Myers, right? It's it's quirky. It's fun. It's quirky, right. So I feel like, you know, like, there's no need to see this one because it really doesn't prolong the movie at all. Like uh, the, the series at all, I think. And it just, it's not good. Uh, I'm sure maybe there's better ones. You know, uh, if, if I was anyone else, I'd watch Friday the 13th and nightmare. No, she instead, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of this one. I think it was kind of stupid. A lot of, a lot of things just not resolved. Um, I feel like it was rushed. I think a lot of this movie was rushed. Again, oh, it was. They started filming before the script was done. That, that's what I mean. So, like, you know, they forgot about Rachel. They forgot about Mikey. They forgot, you know, like, they, they don't talk about the guy in boots. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of, like, just loopholes in this movie that it's not worth watching. There's probably better ones. 
Yeah. No, the man in black thing is the one thing that like, obviously there's a lot in the movie that doesn't make sense. Like having Rachel die right away and just even her death scene the way it was, she should have been the sacrifice at the end, but just the man in black. And the fact that, again, I haven't seen curse of Michael Myers in a long time, the sixth one, but reading like the IMDb, they basically kill off the man in black and he's like mentioned by name, but he is like supposedly killed. Cause it's like a cult like worships Michael or something. I don't know. Oh, is that the one that starts with a pregnancy a woman yeah. having given birth? Oh. Yeah, that's is Loomis thing. in the next one? No, he died in 95, and I think that one came out in 90. I don't know. He's not in the next one. I know that, but I feel like it was okay. pretty much, yeah. No, it's a weird movie. I, Paul Rudd's like saving a baby the whole movie. <laughs> but yeah, so Scott, thanks so much for joining us. So the next sequel we have coming up is of course because next month there is a friday the 13th so we had to deliver jamie got an actress who is a lot of fun to talk to madeline curtis she plays officer ryan in jason goes to hell which is just i never saw that one so this is a and i I, i've I've seen all the friday 13th except that one and jason x okay So the thing that's funny about this movie is we, we covered wet Jason. Like he's soaking wet and you hear him like squeak and squish like the whole movie. And uh, Jason takes him Manhattan. But in this movie, it's all my, my teaser. He's like, not Jason. Cause he's not really Jason. Most of it. But uh, again, Madeline was so cool to talk to. Uh, She's an actress, a singer, dancer, Scott. It's perfect that you're here for this. She was one of the first, New England Patriot cheerleaders. She's from Boston. Wow. But one thing that was really wild about her, because she's a dancer, she's in a lot of rap music videos as a background dancer. Late 80s, early 90s. Um, I feel like one with Salt and Peppa. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, so enjoy that. And don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night.